Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we got a good episode today, and uh, we had a packed weekend, actually. We did. Yeah, so uh, we finally had the ARC Movement event, right? We did, we did. Which I think maybe we should just cover that later on. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it in and kind of bundle it all together. Yeah, we will. But uh, yeah, really busy. Let's. We got a lot of topics to cover and a uh, little bit amount of time to do it, Manny, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna skip the pleasantries today. And uh, yeah, sorry. Just let's get crack the whip now. Let's get started. Uh, <laughs> All right, our first topic, Manny. First topic. I am barely losing my insanity right now. Meaning, it's day twelve, episode twelve of your line, April. Oh, that is right. Okay, so for the listeners that don't know, uh, well. I guess for some of the listeners that do know, the anime Your Lion April is pretty sad. You know, one of those tearjerker animes for sure. A very depressing anime. Yes. And uh, Manny, being the masochist that he is, decides that he watches an episode every day, every year, during the month of April. Yes. It is day 12, and my insanity is still active. Yeah, I, I don't know why you do that. <laughs> uh, you should have seen me last night. I was like, uh. Well, you already know what's going to happen. I know. That's, that's the <laughs> shitty part, too. It was like, you, I already know what's going to happen, but like, it, like fuck. It, so, fuck it, it messes with me hard because I know what's happening. So you can't even enjoy the happy part in the beginning. No. <laughs> I can't even enjoy any happy part just because I know what's going to happen. Okay, so is there a reason why you do this every year? Just because it's April and the, the anime is called Your Line April. Okay, so what about the Death March? Are you going to watch that every March? <laughs> no. Wait, have I seen that anime? I don't know, have you? Or are you talking about Death Parade? I or is that be. a different? Or is that a completely? It might be different? a different one. Okay, I have not seen Death March then. Someone will fact check me. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so just because of that, you're just going to do it every year. Pretty much. Oh jeez, I don't know why you do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, we still went through the pleasantries. If you want to call it that, all right. <laughs> uh, but no, it. So we already know that Bleach is coming out with their final arc for the final arc of the manga as well and for the final arc of the anime. And this is going to be like the thousand year, uh, what was it again? The thousand year blood war arc, uh, final arc and everything. It was kind of rushed if anybody's read the manga because Tito Kubo just wanted to finish the manga. So he actually, I, in my opinion, I think he actually purposely rushed it because the the expectations from like the companies that jump like jump yeah they pressure just to make the if anything's like really popular it catches people's eyes they'll put so much pressure to make these uh, manga uh, these manga creators to prolong it as much as they can just to get oh, yeah milk it basically so i think tito kubo just wanted to finish it he didn't want to continue anymore just retire from that cuz he already knows that it's a really good show it doesn't need to be go on just like one piece. Yeah, and I mean, from what I remember of Bleach, maybe this will finally be the most straightforward arc <laughs> that he's done. <laughs> not only the stri- most straightforward, but for the reason why I'm bringing this up, it will not be censored. Oh, really? Yes. 
Okay. It was just announced that it won't be censored. So it, we might get some. We might get be able to see some interesting blood and gore. Nice All fight, right. fights, especially with um, trying to remember some of the names. Uh, uh, Kenpachi. Uh huh. If you remember him, like the big old spiky hair, and like yeah. just wants to like fight to the death, basically. And we, I'm gonna be really excited if we can see. Um, uh, I feel like his name is so complicated to say, but he is the old man, the Squad One captain. Uh huh. Where they actually get to finally show his bankai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently his bankai has like four stages or three, and it's just basically like each like de- uh, direction, like north, east, west, all that stuff. And I can't remember which one, but I think it was south, maybe. But it, once he says south in his bankai form, he actually creates like this portal or like some sort of like eruption where. Fire engulfs zombie skeleton, uh, skeleton skeletons will come out and like fight. Okay, like a summoning, pretty much. Very because cool. in the lore, uh, his his zampakto. For anybody doesn't know, for the swords um, in Bleach, they each have their own different names, but they're all called zampaktos. And so uh, his zampakto is apparently the most powerful fire zampakto sword for the Soul Society. So I'm going to be really excited just to see this because it's kind of getting boring seeing some of the animes now censor some certain issues, certain situations. Like in the manga for Attack on Titan, they showed a half-eaten body on the floor. They showed everything. But in the manga, they just like put like a shadow over it like if he was in the shade or something. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And was that a all-around censor? Because I know sometimes they censor even the visual things from Japan to the U.S., it has to do with like certain groups here in the U.S. that don't want that stuff seen or shown. Yes, yes, that they yes. find offensive, but like Australian uh... uh, Karen, yes, politician Karen. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta check into that story and see what the heck happened. I, I totally I completely that, forgot about it. That's a throwback right it there is. for sure. I'm gonna have to like look it up. All right, see make, other... make a note. Make okay, a note. Okay. We're gonna follow <laughs> up on the Australian Karen. <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm down. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, it was interesting that you cut me off with that because I completely forgot about it. See, we got to come back. We'll follow up on these. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, what are some other examples of be- of animes or like the industry being censored like that? Well, there was a ton even like way, way back in the day with uh, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. There was even some episodes they didn't even share, I think because they pulled out a gun or something like that too. Uh, So I... Th- think they just use their hands just like the point the finger looking like a shape of a gun i think i remember uh-huh. uh the one pokemon episode that was completely banned it had involved with porygon and i think his his uh laser beam attacks actually caused seizures because of the bright colors and people just staring had like ep- oh okay yeah i don't know i think it's like what epilepsy, epilepsy. yeah there epilepsy you go. yeah yeah, yeah. So that video, that specific episode was actually banned from being aired on television. Okay. Well, right now that we're picking on Pokemon, you know what the worst sensor was? Which one? When they changed the rice balls to hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. When they changed the characters and the names for Initial D. Oh, that's true. That's true. I feel like the food one is just more petty, though. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I we wanna, don't want our children seeing those 
ethnic foods. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so God much damn. for diversity. Yeah. <laughs> it blew my mind when I found that out. I was like, oh, because I, I remember watching it as a kid, you know? Yeah. It was like, okay, are kids really going to differentiate anything? Like, oh, that's not a hamburger. I don't recognize that food. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> no, the the guns was actually Yu-Gi-Oh. Was it Yu-Gi-Oh? That was Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, I just remembered. It was Yu-Gi-Oh. That wasn't Pokemon. All right, all right. Because in Pokemon, they don't need guns. They have the their own Pokemons to fight. The... Well, it wasn't them. I want to say it was like, I thought it was like Team Rocket or something. I I mean, I've never seen Team Rocket use weapons actually in the manga either. Okay. But I do want to say the gun part was Yu-Gi-Oh. Got it. Actually, live producing right here, it was Pokemon. Really? Yep. It got banned because of the guns. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Then it was just something that I never missed. Or I mean, that i never seen. Uh, you know what? It wasn't even Team Rocket. It was uh, Kaiser, the Safari Zone Warden. Actually oh. points a gun. He points a gun at Ash's head a couple times. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. See, that wasn't crazy. I mean, it is a safari zone. I guess so. Got to go hunting for the world's most dangerous game. Right? <laughs> All right. Continue, Manny. But yeah, so it, I'm really excited just to see how the upcoming arc is going to just show its like rawness towards like the manga and everything. Because there were some pretty fucked up fights in that manga for that arc. Yeah. And I mean, that's a that's a great way to go for the ending, right? Yes. I mean, granted, it was rushed at the very end. And like the, the final battle was just like, like what, what's the term? Not unpleasing, but... Um, un- Anticla- uh, anticlimactic? Anticlimactic, yeah. Okay. But... It's. I'm still gonna be able to enjoy all the other bigger fights, especially with like Kenpachi and like the old man from uh, Squad One and everything. Nice. All right. I mean, maybe if it is rushed, at least he goes out with a bang. Yes. And he doesn't drag it forever like One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Or Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Has it been the same writer for Dragon Ball? Yes. Oh shit. Okay. I don't know about gt though well that's what i mean at a a certain point it becomes a spinoff and a different writer right well gt was a complete spinoff it has nothing to do super actually follows the storyline yeah okay all right well what do we got next manny all righty so we did cover this topic about an electronic shortage if you remember yes the uh the chips yeah so a, a, a weird situation when I read this, like it just popped up again. Like it, the shortage is actually getting kind of worse, and one of the one of the situations of why it's getting worse is because parts that cost one dollar, like semiconductors, conductors, are just being so scarce to produce and sell. Yeah, and it's just pretty much as old, outdated practices on how to produce them, and a lot of these companies don't want to update their practices on how to produce them. Well, yeah, if they're the only ones selling them, why invest that money if they don't need to? Exactly. And, I mean, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we have a part two. Well, it's not like really have a part two, but it has to do with China again, like with uh, that uh, game software cheating company. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so this was actually a few weeks right after, like a couple weeks. But they actually found a boat with over 30 GPUs. Jeez, okay. And I guess they were being smuggled for Bitcoin mining or crypto mining. (laughs) So meanwhile, we have like a shortage on products. You have these people smuggling components used to just basically make a profit as well. Okay. So this they were actually located in a boat off the shore where the airport is at 2 a.m. Kind of sketchy, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yep. And just, just sitting there. So police actually went to go check it out since, again, it's 2 a.m. It's just off the shore near the airport. Kind of sketchy. And the moment they got close, the guys just got into the boat and just, like, took off, and it became a high-speed chase on the on the in the waters basically oh shit and they did find like uh they did find shark fins which i think is illegal yeah and i think what else did they find so it was over 300 actually unidentified graphics cards (laughs) it's so crazy that smuggling computer parts are getting this crazy now i mean with how scarce they're getting yeah well and how everybody wants to crypto mine now yeah and actually, earlier today, there was an article that was talking about um, basically uh, Biden putting a summit and proposal with a bunch of uh, U.S. company heads mm-hmm. to actually submit for like $50 billion in uh, research development for producing um, semiconductors here in the U.S. Oh. So there is some bipartisan support both in house and the um, house of reps and the and the senators but uh it what i found kind of interesting is that uh, it seems to be kind of more of a call out to china cuz in the article i read uh biden actually literally in his own quote said to quote you know the chinese communist party is that they're going to produce and dominate that market and supply chain I mean, we did also have this discussion when we talked about it, how you just have these increase of, uh, well, not an increase, but like how also car companies use these uh, these graphics cards or like these components that everybody uses for computers and they have like this backlog of like, like a pre-order or I don't remember what you said, but they had contracts, I guess. Yes, yes. So, and what is causing a bigger shortage is that no one expected the demand for these components to increase once COVID situation happened. They thought demand would decrease, giving an opportunity for companies to buy them to use for their actual products, like to make cars for our video game systems, computers, and everything. Yeah, and I mean, this summit actually had uh, the CEOs from General Motors, from Ford, um, from Stellanitz, I still can't fucking pronounce Still that. Honest. Yeah. Um, they invited the Dells, Cummings, AT&T, um, a ton, a ton of these companies that they want to start producing all that stuff here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully that'll create some more jobs and even actually bring down some of the prices for a lot of our products out here. Yeah. That's, you know, that's all good, positive things. So hopefully it follows through. So... Again, they were unidentified graphics cards, but after inspection, they did believe that these cards are actually NVIDIA CMP30HX's GPUs. 
I'm not a computer person, so I don't know if they're that good. Well, I mean, if they're smuggling them, so. <laughs> smuggling them with a high demand, especially. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we get something kind of going and get some production out here in the U.S. Right? Stop, you know, it's, it's kind of like legalizing weed. You stopped a lot of the crime that way, too. <laughs> Just like Mexico did. Yeah, now they got to worry about their avocados. That is true. <laughs> All right, Manny, what do we got next, bud? And we did cover this. E3 was announced that it was canceled due to L.A. Tourism. And uh, the Board of L.A. Tourism is in conventions. Yep. But they still wanted to push for an online event. So it has been set and approved for an online event. Cool. All right. So in my in my opinion... With E3 or the ESA, Electronics Software Association, or Entertainment Software Association, they, I guess, ever since E3 was canceled last year, it looks like they've just been in the works of trying to set up a possible online event in case for the next year, which is this year, to hold an actual online event. Yeah. And so, even though it was canceled, but they finally got it approved to actually host this online gaming event for a conference and everything... Stated for July 12th through the 15th. Okay. So you have uh, E3 or ESA working with multiple companies, of course, like Microsoft, Sony, um, Nintendo, and just many other companies that we know for studios like Bethesda, uh, Santa Monica Studios, and just, just a bunch, E3, uh, EA Sport, or not EA Sports, just EA in general, even though they're shit. <laughs> And they only care about they only care about like fucking uh, what's that what's that word when they just like uh, microtransactions. So money. Yeah. So a company that cares about money. In in, in the terms basically is that when you buy the game you get the most basic shit of everything, and the only way you can actually have fun and enjoy it is if you spend money in the game. So, micro in-game transactions. Got it. Okay. And that's why the new Star Wars game, uh, Battlefront, flopped, honestly. But yeah, so in their mission statement for the company, it's just pretty much pay to win. All right. Well, if they keep buying them, I guess, right? Trust me, a lot of people stopped. And I think uh, there was a point at, at one point where Disney was thinking about taking the rights away from EA to produce more Star Wars games because of how bad they're doing at it. Oh, man, that's really bad. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played an EA game that wasn't a sports game. It's weird, huh? At least maybe not without my knowledge that it was an EA game. Would Need for Speed count as a sports game? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Actually, just thinking about it now, yeah, that's right. That was EA. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, other than that, I can't really think of any games that I've played, at least. Mm, true. I mean, I don't think you've played any of the Star Wars games either. I actually have. Have they always had the rights to it? I think just more like the Battlefront games. I'd never seen an EA tag or logo on the other games they've made. Okay. I could be wrong. I just never played them. Because I've played like the Force, the Force Unleashed. 
Force Unleashed. I'm trying to remember if that one was produced by EA as well. But who knows? Yeah. So it's going to, so I'm actually excited just to see how E3 is going to work out because I always enjoy watching the live streams on Twitch, even though, even when it was still in in-person event. I mean, granted, it, only the only people that can actually go to E3 is usually like people that work in the industry. Yeah. They did open like a public section just for like the general public, but that's like where all they have all the demos and the exhibits and everything. So we'll just have to see how that plays out. Yeah. I actually keep forgetting to hit up my buddy about getting some uh, behind the scenes info on that. Oh, that's right. You did mention that you had a buddy. Put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, what else do you got, Manny? Is that cover uh, cover headlines on your side? Pretty, yeah. All right. I guess it's my turn. Tag me in. So... Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is going back to our Bronco updates. The horse? Yes, Manny, the horse. Because that's what we talk about on this podcast. Or the Mexican band. I, I didn't know there was a band of that. Yeah, there's a Mexican band called Bron- uh, Bronco. Well, if we say it in the accent, Bronco. Okay. <laughs> so... Apparently, the popularity of the new Ford Bronco has actually been growing a lot more than I even thought. I figured it was going to do well. Like It seems like they had a pretty good amount of hype behind it. Even me, not being really an off-road guy, was kind of excited to see it, you know? The only time you off-road is in the wagon. True. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, they have enough interest and they're expecting enough... um, enough basically continual sales to this that they're going to start making the Bronco basically their own sub-brand. Really? Sim- similar to how the Mustang is kind of a sub-brand, like with the Mach-E yeah. and all that stuff. There's a hundred Ford dealers that are going to build their own independent showrooms just for the Bronco. Huh. So away from the regular store uh, showrooms, they're going to have their own building just basically for Bronco parts, accessories, shirts, hats, and where they're going to showcase their cars and, and make their Bronco sales. Oh, okay. I was about to say uh, Bronco sales. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a little sub-dealer in the dealers, but they're <laughs> gonna, there's a hundred there's a hundred uh, dealerships dedicating to building a new construction for these. It's like a drug dealer when he has his own little drug dealers. <laughs> Amway, Amway multi-level marketing for cars. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, apparently, these things are—they're literally generating that much uh, attention. Well, not just attention, but basically interests of people signing up and trying to order theirs. Because remember, we've only gotten the sport so far, right? Remember, they release the sport first, and then they're going to bring out the actual. Bronco. Mm, true. Which, you know, I guess the sport would be the equivalent of a Cherokee, right? But it has more range. Oh, no, that's a Wrangler. No, 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 no. That's a Wrangler. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, and I'm not talking EV, but basically the Bronco Sport was like more of a Cherokee kind of style, mm. you know, version versus like the actual Bronco we're looking at and waiting for is going to be more of the Wrangler competitor. Yes. So, yeah, they have tons of tons of interest and it apparently 
that's the way it's kind of going. They're going to have their own sub-brand. So I guess little topic of discussion is if this keeps working out, will they keep trying it? You know what I mean? Like keep trying to make these little sub-brands. Because they're having some success with it. They are, they are. But like how far can they take it though? That's the thing. You know that I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what other car they could really bring out that has that same iconicness to it, you know, that can be able to generate that kind of interest. Especially from Ford. I mean, still all the iconic stuff is still available right now. It's just that we haven't seen the Bronco in such a while that it was still iconic at that time and still is now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything else, honestly. Maybe a Raptor? I mean, the Raptor's still going. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they kind of do because, you know, that's kind of like the 10 that these companies normally follow, you know? Mm -hmm. If they get success, they're going to run with it for sure. But I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a Bronco later now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But uh, next headline. We got the, the Bentley at Pikes Peak. Yes. So I don't know if you saw this already. I know I mentioned it earlier before we started recording. I did see a picture and I thought that was actually really nice looking. Yeah. So this, um, about two years ago, they set the record for like a production model back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And they're planning to come back. But the interesting thing is that they're running their car on renewable fuel. So they're claiming that they're still experimenting and testing with different fuel mixtures and blends, mm-hmm. but that they're estimating about 85% reduction in greenhouse gases. So mixing in blends. So whatever process they're using, whatever ingredients they're using, they're kind of taking different ratios and, and making different blends to see what works the best, basically. So they're hipsters. Sure, that gets things done (laughs) yeah because whenever i go to like or like when i have to go to a coffee shop because someone wants to go i just see all these hipsters just like always trying to like mix their coffee blends and everything oh okay i was like i don't know how many of them mix their own fuels (laughs) there is a little subculture of people who kind of like make you know kind of make and uh ferment their own like e85 corn fuel and stuff Mm. that reminds me of the cars movie with that hippie van that has his own fuel that he mixes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> uh, so they're going to be out and competing this year. And I wanted to talk about it just because this kind of gives me hope for the longevity of the internal combustion mm. engine. So um, our buddies over at 91 Octane, John actually talked about it, that Porsche actually went and they invested on only like two million dollars only well in comparisons to the billions being thrown around for ev development and don't worry it's it's just only two mil compared to the (laughs) billions yeah yeah, that's only two mil (laughs) so that and they were getting great success with you know creating their own alternative fuels that are i guess greener for the environment right Mm. so this is now another company pushing it out so this is kind of like great to hear and see especially that this one is in a competitive race car yeah right 
So it's not like the fuel is going to just dull everything down, right? It has to be somewhat, vi- you know, viable. <laughs> so this is great. This kind of makes me happy. Hopefully, there's not too many details in the article that I found, at least. If there was like extensive motor modification, I know with the Porsche one that 91 Octane covered, there wasn't a lot of motor modification needed. Yeah. That they were able to use it on regular internal combustion engines. So this one doesn't have any of that information really. It doesn't have too many details on it. But if they're able to do it on just regular engines too, there's hope, Manny. There's hope. You'll be able to keep that Elko in there for a while. (laughs) (laughs) At least for a little bit, right? Yeah, at least for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with the Fox. Like, I can keep it, you know, making my rumble sounds for a little while, even if it's slow compared to the EVs. <laughs> and don't worry, they'll just go up in value more. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's if there's anything, there's a ton of abundance of them. It's going to be a while before they become actually rare. Well, it's, I, it's still kind of rare seeing El Camino, though. Yeah, that's true. Because I've gone to, like, classic car shows, like, where they show, like, everything about domestic classic cars. It's rare seeing an El Camino. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And most of the time when you do see one, it's just mainly just the 80s ones. That's it. Correct. And as long as the demand stays high for them, then you'll be good. Yeah. So you got to create that hype, Manny. Mm-hmm. Keep that hype going. But uh, moving on to our next one, Manny. So we have true or false. Yes. All right. So this is... False. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, uh, I guess, our car true or false. So I know last time I kind of gave you some stuff about um, trying to guess... Yeah, trying to guess top 10 highest mileage cars, records, right? I still say it's a Toyota pickup. Sorry, buddy, it wasn't. Don't mean to hurt your feelings, but. <laughs> uh, so this one, I figured I'm going to throw out a couple things, and we'll see if you can guess whether these are true or not. Okay. So let's start off with the first one. You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the new car smell has a lot of healing benefits and clears up sinuses. False. False. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You're right. It is false. Because <laughs> I actually read a report that says it's actually bad for your health. It actually is. <laughs> it actually, like All the chemicals in the fragrance is actually really bad for you. It is actually toxic. <laughs> Although maybe not the one from the trees. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but yes, you are right. The chemicals you're spelling is pretty much a lot of the plastics and coatings that's on there. <laughs> all right. Um, 95% of cars are all recyclable. False? Or like I should say 95% of a single car. Is recyclable. Yeah. Uh, I say false. False? Yes. You're correct again. Oh, shit. Yeah. Two only, for two. Only 80%. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck happens with the rest of it. <laughs> All right, so here's a fun one. Uh, let's see. Uh, the exhaust tone of the Maserati is three. 
333 hertz. And it actually stimulates fear in men like intimidation basically huh i mean maseratis aren't that fast so i don't know how they could cause fear well the motors are made by ferrari right they're still not that fast Mm, i mean they're they're on par with like s550s i guess didn't you beat one last time yeah, but it was on par. It, the, the, par the power was there, I guess. Okay. No, nah, I'm going to have to say false. I have to say false. Once again, Manny, you are correct. According to Maserati, the 333 hertz is actually meant to stimulate sexual arousal in women. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's some weird culty stuff around this 333 hertz. And I did some Googling about it because I saw this and it just sounded stupid. (laughs) It already does. And the very, very first thing that pops up when I Googled it was that um, the 333 hertz frequency assists in the travel through the multidimensional realms of healing and communication. I mean, if they're trying to go through like a sexual healing, I guess... Well, you got to remember that this is this um the citation for this is according to many. What the fuck is many? I I don't know. That's all it says. It just says according to many. God damn it. <laughs> that makes it fact, right? I don't know who many is. <laughs> no, no. Many, like many people. Oh, many. It. Yeah, many people. They said many. It. I was like, "What the fuck is many?" No, no, no. Just many people believe it. So that's why oh, it's true. God. <laughs> it's probably all the sugar daddies with Maseratis. Oh, and, and what's weird is as soon as I Googled it, there's like a whole list of like YouTube videos that look like they just get deeper and deeper inside like the wooey hole. I, I'm pretty sure I was waiting for it to land me on the Goop website where they stick eggs in vaginas. <laughs> you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow website. Yeah, yes, yes. So maybe she has her eggs that, you know, once they go in there, they create that frequency. No. <laughs> but all right, Manny, you kind of knocked this one out of the park. I'm I'm ready to move on from here. I, I'm ready. <laughs> After this one, I'm ready, dude. All right. Well, you know what? Let's kind of get into uh, the ARC movement event. Definitely. So... Uh, you know what? We fucked up a little bit, and we forgot to actually promote it on last week's podcast. We did. Uh, we did post it on the Instagram a bunch of times, and I think the week before that we talked about it, right? We did, with uh, Mike as a special guest. Well, I mean the week before last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we also talked about mm-hmm. this event in general. Yeah. But this was uh, Arc Movement's annual event for the autism. autism. Yes, and and all the, the donations were going to go to the... Uh, the Center of um, Autism and Neurological Disorders, I believe. I'll look it up right now. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's that, or some arrangement of words of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was this past Sunday. And, you know, I don't do very many car shows anymore, but... Because of COVID? Well, even before that, just I haven't really done very many anymore, but like I said... With this is one I always do want to continue going to. 
you know we're we're kind of uh lucky to be able to do these hobbies and you know blow our money on dumb shit <laughs> yeah so the center for autism the that's center the, for autism yeah that's what it's called got it okay i was there somewhere <laughs> but yeah so you know we're lucky to be able to blow this kind of money and giving back a little bit doesn't hurt it doesn't and it's a good thing to do it's mm-hmm. a great organization to do it with and you know what it's it's a blast to go anyways, right? It really is. I mean, Arc Movement just really just does some really good events. Yeah, absolutely. And holy crap, was this an event. Yes. So I don't know if it's, you know, it, every year the shows have been growing a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, outgrowing venues, getting more people in and everything. Yeah, because the first time I went to Arc Movement's event for the K1 Speed location... It wasn't that big, but for like the next one, it did outgrow it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And shoot, what was it? Two, three years ago, they had it at uh, Sequence Breaks. Sequence Breaks, yes. And, you know, even that one was a pretty decent size. And I believe that was like his first or second one, maybe? I think it was the first. Yeah. It might have been the first one, I think. mm -hmm. It it was, was, you know, towards the beginning of this. But... Yeah, I'm not like I said. I'm not sure if it's just the you know it's been growing over the years. Of course it has, but or it could be you know the first good show I guess since uh, the shutdown. You know all mm-hmm. the COVID shutdowns. But man, would was there a showing? <laughs> there was. So this was actually held at the parking garage for Disneyland, also known as Garden Walk. Correct. So it's not for Disneyland, it's for that little shopping center across the street. I still say it's for Disneyland because it's in the area. Yeah, okay, I guess the whole area is Disneyland now. <laughs> it really is, honestly. But yeah, it's the Garden Walk where they have the Cheesecake Factory. I think there's a Bubba Gum Shrimp and a, and a couple other restaurants, a movie theater mm-hmm. right there. And it was to occupy the roof and upper deck below. Yes. And I believe I believe it went up ended up taking two of the lower decks, right? It looked like it was starting to. Yeah, it, it was packed. I was not expecting that many people to show up. Mm-hmm. And you know the show was well. They had a huge amount of vendors. Uh, we more were, than what you we would usually see, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, way more than we usually see. Huge amount of vendors. Um, really good amount of people obviously this is probably the biggest event i've been through or two since you know the whole covid thing i think this is just the biggest one i've been to in general really yes well nah i would say the pomona car uh pomona swap me and car show was bigger Nah, that doesn't count that's different okay I, I, I just think about it yeah because the majority of foot traffic there is more for the swap me <laughs> But yeah, no, this was a this was definitely a big event, um, and uh, I guess they had the goal originally of ten thousand, right? I don't remember what the goal was, but if we do remember the one we went to before at Sequence Breaks, they raised like what, like around two thousand? I think so. It, it was around two. It was not ten thousand, but this year they were able to make ten thousand two hundred dollars to Which donate. Which is a huge difference from last time. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's so, great. Honestly, congrats to them. Yeah, congrats. They did a good job. They all worked really, really hard and, and you know, they did a great thing. And I believe uh 
towards the end of the night when they were calculating it, they were actually a little bit shy, right? So, no, they were shy of 10,000. And then when they were doing the announcements for, before they started doing the announcement for awards for people's cars and everything, people just started donating more money just to go over 10,000. Yeah. And that was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was super awesome, man. And, uh, another good thing is that we finally got to see Scott from TFT. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's actually been a while, man. I mean, I see him uh, every now and then. Uh, it's been a little while for me, at least. Yeah. So it, it was nice to see him again, and actually, a lot of the people there again. It's it feel, it really does feel like it's been almost a whole year since we got to actually kind of hang out with everybody again. Definitely. So that that was my highlight for the show for <laughs> sure. How about you, Manny? I mean, my highlight was really just waiting in line just to get up the parking structure and i just have this security just these bunch of security guards that work for the parking structure or for disneyland i would say since i say it it's owned by disneyland oh the golf carts yeah 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 and a lot of them just passed by me and they would just say that i would have i actually had the best car out of all the other cars hey i think you were the only classic domestic classic there was one european classic i think oh yeah yeah by the uh the booth with the pins or whatever yes yes okay yeah, no, I think other than that, you were the only classic car there. Mm-hmm. So that's always a uniqueness to it, for sure. I still don't get a trophy for it. <laughs> it's not the crowd, man. I know, I know. I know it's not the crowd, but fuck it. I still want to enjoy the car, and that's why I'll still take it out, regardless if it's not my crowd. True. And I mean, speaking of that, too, I was in the air whether I should take the, the Type R or the Fox body. Or even go. Or even go. I was getting a little bit lazy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you overslept, right? Um. Yeah, I over. I stayed up pretty late the night before. Same. I was. I was still kind of debating. Yeah, do I even want to go? <laughs> no, I overslept, but I still said I was going to go regardless. Yeah, I was just worried that I wasn't going to be able to get in time to meet up with Scott and everybody else. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So, I mean, with that crowd, I kind of you kind of already know. Is even though the show itself is pretty diverse mm-hmm. and you have a pretty good mix of everything, you know it's newer cars and very 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 heavily jdm yes and i figured if i take the type r i'll probably be one of like i thought i was gonna be like one of maybe 10 no you would have been like one out of 50 oh dude there was a lot of type r's there. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i knew it wouldn't be the only one for sure but i didn't think there was gonna be that many there yes holy crap Is it, what, what was one of the groups called? High Society? High Society. Yeah. Really cool guys. They actually are part of my uh, Facebook uh, um, Type R Owners group. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool guys. And they usually always roll deep. So I was expecting them to show up with a couple of them, you know? You sure about a couple? <laughs> I Yeah, they showed up with more. <laughs> and then I think downstairs there was another row. Like There was even a couple more sporadically throughout. Like... There was a lot, a lot of them there. Yeah. So I brought the Fox body. I figured it'd be the only one there, and it was the only one there. It really was. So, I mean, I, I guess a thing just for being a little bit different, but it, again, it's all same thing with the El Camino. It's not really the crowd for that. It really isn't. You know, it was if at least from that generation, maybe like a Sylvia mm. gets the love for that for sure, you know? From that generation, at yeah. least for that crowd. But uh, your personal best of show, Manny. 
my personal best of show, it would have to be the Tesla with the exhaust noise. <laughs> you fucking would. Okay, the Tesla with the exhaust noise. There was so at the show there was an actual Tesla and he had speakers built into the car. I don't know if this is actually factory because I've been told or I've seen reports where they were actually considering doing this, but he was just constantly playing revving noises or just like engine noises. Yeah. It's a little gimmicky for me, but I know. I know. <laughs> No, actually, no. I wouldn't say that was the best choice. It would have to be that black NSX that we saw. Oh, that was that was nice. very nice. Yeah, that was really nice. That's a good. That's a good choice. That's yeah. a good choice. Um. So, if I'm gonna say show, I guess best of show emphasis on the word show. I guess I would have to go more with um. Hmm. Actually, even though he doesn't really do many shows, it's going to have to be Collins S2K. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And I I know he doesn't do a ton of shows, so I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to, you know, stir up anything with saying show. <laughs> this is actually my first time meeting him. This was my first time meeting him too. He was a really good guy. Yeah, he really was. But uh that car was super clean. Yeah. That was really really fucking nice. And he's built he's it's a time attack car. Mm-hmm. It is a full time attack car with a full Jay's racing kit on it. Yeah. And I believe he was supercharged. He has an American supercharger on it. <laughs> yeah, cuz from what I was told, nobody actually paid attention to his car until he started putting up the hood and actually saw what was in there. Oh, okay. I mean, the car itself, even with the hood down, calls for attention. That Jay's, you know, that Jay's racing body kit is not really something to that's easy to ignore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I guess I, that's the reason I said show was because my favorite car that I saw there, and it just wasn't in super show condition. It's just my favorite car because I never see them out. The Galant was the Galant okay. VR4. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to see it. I want one so bad. <laughs> so that's my favorite car that was there. Just in, you know, I guess for the car show purposes, it's not really a show car, I guess. Yeah. But I was super happy to see it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a cool event. I had a blast. It was great. And it was interesting seeing uh, Vin Diesel's body double or doppelganger. Oh, you know, that always strikes me a little bit weird. I know. The the whole th- I mean I'm not a big fan of Fast and Furious anyway so I mean the movies went to shit anyway I mean it's debatable it started off as shit so <laughs> the only one I actually like was just Tokyo Drift honestly okay I have not seen it huh. I yeah I, it, they bother me so much I gave up on them a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> no but that was I mean it was it is weird just seeing him but it's it's interesting though why. Hey, it's just interesting because, like, oh, oh shit, he looks like Vin Diesel. Does he? He kind of does. I guess that's why he, people like him. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, honestly. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll leave it right there. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a great show. I had a good time. Just it was a long day. It does kind of give me a, those few, a few hiccups in the beginning of the day, but yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> but um, I think overall. I'm ready for the next one. 
I'm ready to. Yeah, I'm ready for the next one. Keep supporting uh, Mike over at Arc Movement. If you guys didn't go and you missed out, go to the next one. It's always for a good cause, and it's always great people. Definitely. But uh, we also did something else. What a, What do we do? Oh, on Friday, Manny. Friday. Friday, Friday. I worked Friday. Yeah. After work, we took a trip up to the 91 Octane Studios. We did? That's fine. No, no, we did. <laughs> this is why we're not getting invited back, Manny. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, we've been in the talks about uh, possibly doing a collab with them and everything. So it was just overall a good, great experience actually going out there with them. Yeah, we've been talking about doing little crossover stuff for uh, whew, almost since we started the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think almost since we started the podcast. We're like, oh, well, let's just get some episodes in, get, you know, get our feet wet, get comfortable, and then... Oh well, let's just wait for this, and then COVID kind of happened, and then <laughs> and then like let's wait for after Auto Club, but then I had to go to Vegas. Yeah, yeah, that was you know it was a lot a lot of delays going. Yeah, but finally happened, <laughs> and I finally got to see Randy's S two K. Yeah, I actually think me too. I don't think I've seen it before that. Prior to that, nope, I haven't. <laughs> because the last time I saw Randy was before he got it, and he was still with the Integra. Prelude. Or Prelude, yeah, yeah. Prelude. Which he still has. Yeah. But yeah, we, we did an episode over there. We talked about a variety of different things. Uh, if you guys uh, do listen to 91, we did do like some draw report and some other uh, little games that they do over there. And we talked about me beating Tony in a derby match with my tractor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. overall, overall, I mean, I really like the guys and everything. They do an amazing job with their podcast and everything. Yeah, and it's always just uh, it's always fun to get some like-minded people and just do a, a little collab thing like this. Definitely, and, uh, we talked about a little bit about the track day. We did forget to discuss one thing on the track day, which was so. John posted the picture of me and him on the bank mm-hmm. at Auto Club for the for their episode post up, yes. right? So <laughs> we talked about it like off air, and. Um, I, we talked about it when he went, he took it, he started going flat out, and I told him like the reason I did well that day was because I was following him at the first session, and as soon as we hit the bank where I normally kind of like bitch out and lift, yeah, he didn't, and he gave it gas, and I was like, fuck, he's giving it gas, and it kind of like motivated me for you know the competitive spirit in me. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, all right, no, fuck this, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it gas, and, and you know we kind of pushed each other a lot. And afterward, he kind of told me almost the same thing from the different perspective that he saw me behind him, and he's like, nope, I gotta give it gas. <laughs> so it was kind of cool that we actually pushed each other to kind of like get over the fear a little bit and actually attack the bank with a little bit of speed okay so unfortunately we didn't get to talk about it on the podcast you know you get to talking we get our schedule set up and we try to you know just like we do here they try to platform it and schedule things in a certain order you know mm-hmm. and sometimes things get missed because it just happens you get it, caught it, up, you know, right? it, it yeah. happens yeah so that was one thing we didn't get to talk about, but I felt, you know, if, if they do listen to this back again, I fucking loved and I thought that was great. 
we got to do more track days together so we can kind of keep pushing each other. Eh, hopefully not to t- not two stupid points, but <laughs> but kind of keep pushing each other and uh, you know both of us keep improving, get a little bit faster out there. Don't worry, I'll just tell them that I have a comp license. Oh no! <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was great. So if you guys don't listen to them already, you guys can find them where you find us. You know how to find podcasts because you, or else you couldn't be listening to this. And that's ninety-one octane. All letters, no numbers. Apparently, they have like a, uh, I guess somebody that started one with the same name, but they use numbers. Huh. Apparently, from SoCal as well. Really? Hey, imitation is like the highest form of flattery, right? Possibly. Yeah. So, yes, all letters. That's the one you're looking for. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, now that, uh, we might be doing another episode with them, maybe after Manny finally hits the track at Auto Club in June. That's the plan. Yeah. So until then, uh, we'll we'll have them on this one next time. Yeah. I do have an announcement. Ooh, never mind. Let's see. If anybody's interested, this Saturday, uh, April seventeenth, Tanoshi Nights in Marietta. Oh, you are right. Tanoshi Nights is coming up. Let's get into that a little bit, actually. So. So Noshi Nights actually took a little bit of a hiatus, right? It did. I think just because of the whole winter session with COVID, how it just elevated. Yeah. And I think just more safety concerns and just just more safety concerns with the public. Okay. Is there going to be vendors for this one? Uh, there always is. And regardless, it's still a great little car anime car meet that I will always enjoy. Yeah. And that is held in um, Marietta. Marietta, right? yes. Yep. Off of Marietta Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be posting the flyer on the page at least a couple times before the event. Definitely. So, yeah, you can probably catch us there, and hopefully we'll see some more people at Tenoshi Nights, too. Definitely, because I miss Tenoshi Nights. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, when was the last time we went to? Whoo, That was a while ago. I don't know. Was that Halloween? No. I think it was a little bit before Halloween for John's uh, goodbye. No, but when did they do the the cosplay contest that we went to go help with? Oh, that was Halloween. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Halloween. You're right. You're right. It was October. Mm-hmm. We were we helped with the judging for the cosplay contest. Yes, that's right. Hey, did you see that old uh, throwback video that they posted? Yes, you showed <laughs> up in there. Bending. <laughs> I thought that was from this year. Then I looked at it. I was like, oh, shit, that's from a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, that was from a long time ago. But yeah, with that, Manny, let's call that an episode. Definitely. Why don't you tell them where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you got a question, need to send an email, have any complaints, comments, death threats, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.